Hello, welcome to Black Cap Recap, where two bald guys wear black ball caps and dive into the deeper meaning of movies, TV, and media. We're your co-hosts, Sean McCannelly and Aaron Russo. This is a conversation between two friends, and we hope that you enjoyed as much as we do. All right, welcome to another edition of Black Cap Recap. Um, I'm your host, Aaron Russo, along with Sean McCannelly. And this week we are discussing the movie Swan Song from Apple TV Plus, uh, which was a streaming film. I don't think it was ever in theaters, or maybe it was. I don't know. I don't know. I think it might have been playing in theaters, but we both watched it at home. Um, So the the, the, uh, plot summary is essentially... um, uh, the character, well, the one of the characters played by uh, Mahershala Ali, he's married and has a child, and he's terminally ill. And but he doesn't tell anyone that, right? In his family, he doesn't tell anyone, and and he and we don't really get. We just pick it up pretty much mm-hmm. right at that point. There's no real some of the flashbacks in the story, right? Fill in the gaps, but. He's terminally ill, his wife doesn't know, um, and he is already, at the beginning of the film, considering a procedure whereby he can be perfectly replaced Mm -hmm. by an identical copy of himself that would essentially slide right into Mm -hmm. being him, and that he would then remove himself and go away to die mm-hmm. on his own a switcheroo while his family <laughs> unbeknownst to them is with his yeah. replacement and the copy gets his memories which they've i guess figured out this is like in the not so distant future and they figured out how to i guess digitize human memory and transfer it transfer <laughs> so it they to, like do to another biological replication of yourself person like a clone of yourself right so not a robot no it's, and it's and nothing short of a perfect human yeah unmistakable because it has all your memories and all the little things that make you you i guess and the idea is that yeah you can do a a clean swap and your loved ones don't have to grieve your death because the you that's dying is at that point of dying alone and the you that wasn't before you got sick continues (laughs) you can like basically split your timeline like split split your uh your timeline and have the dark path be your solo death and then the light path be (laughs) No one ever knew anything different. And the, there's, there's, so the movie is essentially really very quite simple in the sense that it's really just the story of him mm-hmm. going through that procedure and then the debate about whether or not he should go through with it. And there's like an overlap period where he's interacting with his, replic- or his replicant or his replication. Right. Because um, they have to kind of, I guess, sync up. Yep. Or there's a two, like a week or two of gap and then... Then there's a time where the replicant goes and is like a, not a trial run, but it's like there's a bit of a time where he's watching through, you know, contact lenses with streaming technology. Right. He's like watching what, watching and hearing what his, his replacement is replacement up to is back at home. doing. And then at some point, I guess if, if he dies or they just turn it off, like that's the handoff. And that's like how this is supposed to go. And then, you know, when you show up, you like meet the kind of the person before you who's dying on this island or the, the area where this happens. Right. Um, and you just kind of, yeah. 
there's a lot going on in it <laughs> ethically and and the the unpack. the the central so you have kind of two two storylines going on at the same time you have his his experiences with the i guess you would call them the scientists or the doctors yeah who are involved in this process and then you have his family life and his his um work life and they they are he is going back and forth between the two throughout the movie, uh, sometimes purposely, sometimes somewhat accidentally, um, or not accidentally, but without forethought, his, at one point, his, yeah. his copy gets sent to his house because he almost dies. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I mean, that's, yeah, basically, so basically yeah, that's, that's the gist of the story. Um, great cast of actors, Yep. Mahershala Ali playing both versions of his character. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Glenn Close. But you could Close. tell like, they were different. Yes. Like they were the same. Sure. They're supposed to be the same person, but like you can, they're different characters in the movie. Yes. Which is masterful acting, of yeah. course. Yep. And they use, you know, tricks to like have them in the same frame at the same time and all this. Yep. But like when he's acting, he had to act to nothing probably. And like, uh, it's just amazing. Certainly. Yeah. It, it was, it was, and it was technologically flawless. Like yeah. I mean, there was nothing about at any point in that movie where I was taken out right. of it be, by it. I felt like this was a quite accurate, hopefully, maybe. Being like, done. if this is 30 years now, from now, let's say, or 20 even, it was, it felt like a lived-in universe, like a future, not too sleek, but not too... Um, not artificial or fake. Yeah. yeah, and not, like, too grungy, like Alien or even Star Wars, where it's, like, a little lived-in. Right. This is, like... And it's not totally sleek either. It's it was. Like, it was very. It like was the a next very. Couple of evolutions of UIs and like AIs and like the the way that they like manipulate their contact lenses with hand signals. Right. To like see and like you can like see things like in three D. So it's like they have like VR but without having to wear goggles. It's like in their contact lenses and they yeah. kind of see things in VR, like in the world, like augmented reality, basically. I think. I think it in in that regard, it was. It reminded me very much of Black Mirror. Yeah. In the sense that it. It's so well couched in a, r- a relatable reality, yeah. yet yeah. involves things that are not yeah. real. Because it's like the theme of this themes of grief, loss, like your mortality, facing your mortality, but with these twists of like, what if you could spare your loved ones right. the grief um, of losing you? Yeah, but who is even you, right? Because <laughs> he kind of that's his first like dilemma as he like, meets his replication and he like it's very off-putting as you'd imagine it would be he's like you're, you're like you're not me right and he's like i, I am you I, I and that's that not my that's not your wife that's my wife and it's like no, right. it's our wife kind of <laughs> it's it, and that's i think one of the strongest points of the movie is how well it depicts those moments yeah like when he first meets him and then as he goes through his own struggle to decide what to do and the things that he feels comfortable with or uncomfortable with and it just so well portrayed mm-hmm. that it's totally relatable even though it's something that it's a, it's an it's a choice that doesn't exist yeah it's not, yet. it's not something anyone's ever gone through in real life right but but it's so relatable in the sense of you know it it still captures the very universal mm-hmm. issue of like you know the fear of leaving your family behind if you're dying or 
or the 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 fear of being replaced yeah. by someone else because whether he did that or not you know highly likely that his his wife would probably remarry or, or move yeah. on at some point it's i mean just, i was trying to the like question of whether it would be another version of him or yeah. another person entirely <laughs> well yeah i mean but i was trying to like in relating to it i was like it what is the closest analogy that we have now and i was like thinking is it like if you if your doctor says you have terminal something but we have this treatment we can give you that could completely cure you or leave you no worse off and if you decided yeah let's try it but you don't even tell your loved ones or your family that you were that you're even sick that you're trying it and like then right. if it works you're like i'm never going to tell them right like, they're never going to know anything was different right like is that ethical to right. not tell them what you just went through right um like withholding information from people that you're supposed to be open and transparent with is that an right. ethical line or not and is this the same thing as that or is this something even like one degree more than that uh, it's it, definitely a it's degree. in the category of a <laughs> treatment for terminal disease quote unquote because, because it's I mean, only a treatment it's, it's like, a treatment for the people you leave behind yeah but like <laughs> but like you know if he's you, not cured because we're really close already to like stem cell treatments like your own stem cells can regrow like your liver if your liver is going bad like you can like grow yourself a new liver and then they can put it in you and then you've got your own liver without needing a donor right scale it up to the every molecule of yourself yeah. like what's the well, difference and, you know and i think mean? i think that one of the questions that in the on the ethics side or on the science side of it or the questioning of technology is you would think that in that scenario if they had the technology to do that that they would have the technology to just cure the person who's sick as opposed to yeah like whatever's wrong <clears throat> with them couldn't they just read make that those parts of his body or, uh, or so, something, like that, his brain that, or something that if you had the technology <laughs> to make a perfect yeah. healthy molecularly think, accurate yeah. person except for the disease that <laughs> obviously right. i mean they'd have to like if they just like cloned him when he was already sick or whatever then they're cloning a, a broken copy of him right like how did they fix it then how did they fix the clone version <laughs> that part we don't we don't get to but um well let's start with we can st we'll start with talking about just the movie and the story itself just as a portrayal of yeah. of the situation and then we'll get more into like the the ethics or the yeah the science element of it well that'll pick up on the yeah for sure if you hear sorry about the background noise it's raining here at the library Wow. Disclaimer. So, so the, the way the movie unfolds, again, we have this, the main character who has a terminal illness. Um, his family doesn't know. Um, He's referred by his physician to this specialist or whatever. Somehow, <laughs> who That's quite the... Like <laughs> that physician, I mean, he finds out from the person before him that like we share an oncologist or whatever and, right. and she was like well the person before me also came from them so like and right. if he's the third one which glenn close says yeah they're our third i guess successful attempt <laughs> hopefully uh yeah then there's something going on where like this one guy or this one doctor has like an in with this group right which is which it makes you wonder takes us into the ethics territory for sure yeah in terms of like, like what are they getting what's out of the that? context of yeah. that but um but we get Essentially, um, he he doesn't he doesn't tell his mm -hmm. wife or his child that he's dying, and then we find out later 
not too far into the movie, but we find out that she's pregnant. Yeah. Um, which makes it even more of a tough choice. Yeah. Because there's the whole idea of him dying before his child's even born and her being left with just a, with a child, a newborn. Um, and, and the, the movie, so we, we get, we get the, his trips to this island, thing, island, place, this yeah. facility where they're doing this procedure under the auspices of like a work trip. Like that's the story, right. the cover story, is which is a, which is a whole called away one work. scenario where he's, he's being dishonest. Yeah. Um, and then we also get mixed into that flashbacks um, to how, how he yeah. met his wife and their history. And we get flashbacks to uh, her grief episode mm-hmm. with the death of her brother, her twin brother, mm-hmm. which caused her to have significant trauma, mm-hmm. which affected their marriage and was actually affecting their marriage right up until the time that he was sick. Yeah, like the baby kind of is bringing them together again in a right. way. But and right when he yeah, has that like, happen, he's... I think it was really well done how they layered that in. It wasn't necessarily chronological, although it does start with their, like, kind of their meet cute, you know, at the beginning, like how they met. Right. But, like, it kind of jumps around in the timeline. But you're, it's layering the complexity. Every time you think that you've... That you're kind of like, okay, I think I have all the variables to help in my head make this decision... On behalf of this character, or like I kind of like I can see what variables this character is using to do the algorithm to figure out like what to do. They throw in a new variable, so like there's the flashback of the conversation with her brother and him at the table, and they're talking about like this technology is somewhat kind of in the open a little bit, like severance, like it's known, it's like a rumored technology, right? And they're like, you know, would you? Replace your mom. She basically was like, yeah, like, yeah, do that. Or I would be for that. And you can see him kind of following that away. Like you can tell like, oh man, like now he's like remembering. Kind of right. like if someone like flippantly throws out like, oh yeah, never leave me. Don't put me on a feeding tube or don't put me on a whatever. And you didn't write anything down. Like if you're faced with that somebody, you're like, okay, like I remember she told me once. Right. Like, but like her family's like, no, definitely put her on, you know, like the Terry right. Shivo case. Right. So it's like that kind of layer was there. And then, yeah, he saw... The and grief th- that she went through with her loss of her brother, right. and was like, "Man, I could." She's going to have to go even through it worse again. with me right. with this baby, and right. then with the baby, it's like, I can like have my son be raised by me, as it were, right? As her father, as his father or her father, right? Versus like either some other guy or just know that her dad died, right? That's like, wouldn't you wouldn't you want to spare your kid having to be an orphan if you could, <laughs> like? That those with are the yourself, deep not just with like here. Here's the other guy after me. It's like right. the other guy is me still. Right. right. Like, but what is me? What is you? In the most seamless right. way, <laughs> I think. I think it was. I think they did a really good job in that flashback scene where she says that she would take a carbon copy of her mom to get her mom yeah. back. But I think. I think they did a good job of like showing that that was like that she wasn't mm-hmm. completely serious. Like she wasn't, she wasn't, it wasn't, she wasn't yeah. making a statement of fact. She was kind of, you know, like, like well, yeah. yeah, of course I wouldn't, right. I'd want to have my mom back, but she wasn't saying like, it, it didn't, it, it, the way they portrayed it, it didn't give him like absolute carte blanche to make no. his own decision to right. do that. Cause he has to decide but, for her. That's like, they put it, they present that when Glenn Close and him are talking, like yeah. he's, what did she say? Like you, you can lie, like you can decide what she would want which requires secrecy or uh, 
you, or you just can't do it, right? Like you, the only way to go forward is to not reveal this to her because she can't know that it's right. not that it's like a, a swap out. It doesn't work any other way. But it has to be him deciding. But she's like, either way, you decide. So you either decide she doesn't. Um, that you have to decide that she wouldn't want you to do this. Right. Or you decide that she would. Right. And so either way, it's you're choosing for her, and which is taking what she her tells agency him. away. Right. Which I thought was like, man, that's kind of similar to like, I was, you know, we were, me and Sarah were talking after we watched this. That's like if, if there was that experimental treatment, right? And it's like it has this percent chance of, like, your prognosis is you have a year. If you do this treatment, you could be cured, small chance, or like it'll kill you, and you'll you'll have even less time. And if you disagree, like, okay, if she's like, well, I don't want, like, I'd rather have the year and know we have the year. Um, and I'm like, no, I want to take the chance, or vice versa, right? If it was, if it was like, oh, I definitely want to do this, and she's like, no, like, I don't want to lose you sooner than later. Right. It's still my like she can't make. You know, your partner right. couldn't make you do the experimental treatment if you don't want to, and vice versa. Yeah. Could make you not do it if you don't. So it's like, it, in that sense, we already have that kind of ethical framework for something like that. Um, yeah. This is obviously more extreme, but that's what makes it fun. But it's like that idea of like, oh, it's someone else's agency kind of already isn't a factor in medical decisions like this, unless like the other person's like out of it, like if they're a vegetable or whatever. And the other one does have to, but then they're making the choice for you whether you like whatever you would want. Well, you I think you can't not in a place to, to say that, you know. I think what I what I appreciate about the movie is that it actually doesn't dwell on that too much. Right. It actually focuses more on just the hum humanity of mm -hmm. the situation. Because it's like one sided grieving. Like he has to grieve because like he he goes back. And basically trades places with his partner or with his replication. Yeah. And he's he spends time with his kid and with his wife, and he's saying goodbye, but they don't know it. Right. But he's like soaking up every moment of it. Right. But yeah. Then I think everything's back hunky dory. Like yeah. She, they're none the wiser. They thought like the guy who went downstairs to get some water. Right. But that's when they did the switcheroo <laughs> for for just for the night or whatever. Right. Like, but like he has to go through grieving alone. Like he has to kind of yeah. die alone in that way which everyone does ultimately but like he really has to go through the whole process of dying from a neurological well I, I think I think that's by himself <laughs> that's that's what I think the movie does so well is that you follow him through the process of accepting because he's going to die one way or the other yeah and like that's he says, really he gets the good deal on this deal. the story yeah. is his right so initially when we meet him and as a side note as much as i'm not you know a romantic comedy type of person i absolutely loved the, the portrayal of how they met i thought that that was yeah. such a well done yep. sequence mm -hmm. and how they revisited that and yeah. it just really made you love yeah them as a couple he thought that uh he thought it, she ate his his kind his like, candy wow, that's bar really like was, forward of you but then yeah. it was him eating her and i love that when you watch it the yeah. first time you think she's eating his candy yeah bar, they do and you're like <laughs> yeah like wow who is this girl and then he's like it's all yours and she's like i know like i bought it, <laughs> right. I bought it with me and then he finds it later like oh no and then yeah he's like here's this picture i drew of you and like i realized now it makes me look like a creeper and then right and then she writes her like at you know on the back yeah and he's all like yeah i got it you know, got the name <laughs> But I, I think I think the, the I guess maybe if we if we walk through the the, the way the story unfolds, um, you know it 
initially you were, were, were really not introduced. He's, we know he's dying, mm -hmm. but he's really still initially in that stage where he's like, he hasn't made a decision yet. Yep. He's maybe, he's not accepting the reality that he's dying. Well, so he, he tries to just go to his some life. some decision at some point to like put Start it in order process, to like right. build, a, build a clone, right? I mean, right. there's got to be some, like we didn't see any of that. Like, well, it was very clear, like, what, and what I, what I thought was very interesting was that, that, that it was very clear, like, that it, the people who had invented the technology were, were very aware of how complex the process would be mm -hmm. for the person to, you know, there were built-in safeguards yeah. to where he could stop the process. Yeah, but there um, was a point where they couldn't stop right. it. Right. Yeah. And, and so I thought that was very a very good device to yeah. show him going through the process of like, well, so we didn't see him start the process, no. but we see him contemplating it. Like the once first major point his was copy like he is had to decide like whether to like download his memories into the new one. Right. That was a major like decision point. Cause if he said mm, like, I see him there in a coma as it were. And like he had, you know, you're kind of, they're kind of riffing. Like, is he dreaming? Like what is he, what is he thinking? Like what thoughts does he have? If he was right. just made in a lab an hour ago, like what's going on in his brain? They didn't really answer that, but that's my question. <laughs> like, because how is it you if it's thinking something different than you're thinking, right? Even when they're like separated, like he Cameron's watching from the camera feed, and he's watching and hearing what he's watching and hearing, but he's not he's not able to think the thoughts of his replication. Right. So they're on different brainwaves, as it were, at that point. So in that sense, they're different people. I guess they always are. But yet, but in, like, in, again, in, what is a person? In like, theory, <laughs> they are exactly the same. So in theory, right. he would think the to same the way. To anyone else, but not, like, they know, he's like, this is still a distinct person, like a twin. Like, at that point, he's like a twin to you. He's a twin plus extra, plus shared memories. Right. But, but, it, but, but he would but not. thinking his own thoughts now. He would have zero on. awareness that yeah. that was even the case. Because that's the other thing is, I think, there's the, there's the overlap period where there are, and then they wipe the replicant's memory of everything. Right. Like He's, the, that guy will never know. His consciousness what, yeah. is fully will be like replaced yeah. with a. Right. Yeah. Which is crazy. Like, I don't know how they could do that. And then like, <laughs> like the implications of like, I mean, that's basically mind control. Like, could they just wipe everyone's memories eventually if they replace right. everyone? Right. Again, the but they didn't go down that road. Serious ethical, <laughs> serious. Like the, the movie does a really good job of like very calmly and very like soothingly yeah describing pretty horrific yeah like oh don't worry it's if, you, if you decide reasons. no yeah we'll just he'll never know he'll never know it's like we euthanized this what? person we made yeah right like that's a person right <laughs> but kind of but it's like a, a, a person you know a, a grown it is that we know it's a person has a has had a whole life up to that point but a clone who's just made in a lab that day is it a person in the same way, right? It doesn't have like an accumulated history of existence. It's not aware of its own existence yet because they didn't like turn that on yet. It's just a bag of meat at that point, right? With like nerve impulses going off to like keep things going, like a heartbeat and all that. But well, it's not he, like an active mind yet. He has consciousness. Not while he's asleep at first, I think. Like, like I think until they download the memories, like there's nothing going on other than just like respiration and stuff, I think. Well, there were, there were scenes, if I'm not mistaken, 
where, where the clone or the copy was awake and conscious before they did the full transfer. Well, there's the transfer, but they first is the memory download, and then they like are doing level testing, and then the second one is when they basically switch, like pr they switch, you know? Like he right. was up in the room, and then the other guy was in the chair, awake, right? And then they like push a button, and like yeah, he, but like, but there, but the he, chair. but the copy was conscious yeah. before any of that. But when he first got there, he saw his clone just like in a chair, having never woken up yet. And then they like did the see. That's where I'm not. Six I'm not sure that he had never woken up yet. Oh, you're not. I don't. I because think I made it seem like he was like that was he, he hasn't been like awakened yet. And the first step is download all your old memories, go through them all, like make sure like do the debugging of all that stuff. And then when that's all ready, then you wake him up. And then they woke him up for the first time ever with a bunch of memories. So when he wakes up, it's like Cameron's waking up. But I mean, for chair. him to be, I guess then that becomes a question of like, what does it mean? When, when, did, when did he wake up? Because yeah. I, I assumed, let's just say he has no cognitive, right? Yeah. So he's essentially, he's like physically we born. born, but yeah. not uh, cognitively or brain right. born. Yeah, brain-born, you could say. Right. Yeah. And and but even then, there's still a very complex question there of them determining that it's ethical to, you know, do away with the meat sack, right? Like, I mean, yeah. It's like because there is a biological, physical person there that I'm assuming has to be breathing. Like, yeah, if he's a I mean, if he's like, a yeah physical human. That's like the theory in then, my head of like the the theory of the brain and the theory of memory and cognition, all this like is pulled in. Cause it's like, if you just have basically a comatose meat sack, right. Where it's like the, the, the background computer functions are running, like breathe, heartbeat, all that stuff. But like the other part of our brain, like the mind, right. Not the brain, like the mind, like the consciousness, the like, but he wasn't being kept alive by a machine. No, I know. Like he, he was, was, he was like, was, basically he's like a lizard brain. His brain mean. was keeping his... But it's like, we, we have no analog for it because we have... Right. Somebody who's reached adulthood has had consciousness and uh, memories and uh, been awake and like they have a whole life up to that point. We've right. never had a situation where somebody's created at 30 years old. It's like, you know, like in the Bible, it's like Adam before God breathed life into him. Right. Right? <laughs> he made him out of the dust and then he's like in this same status as... Um, what's the... Joe? Or what's the... Jack. Jack is like the clone's name they give him. So Jack, like Jack is like Adam before God breathed life into Adam and, and then he like awoke. So he's like right. a meat sack. He's got everything he needs except he's not like fully alive yet or like he doesn't have a, a human cognitive being. identity. Right. And you could say he's like, at an, he's like an animal at that point because like animals, as far as we know, don't have self-awareness or like they don't have like the same level of existence right. as humans or whatever, I guess. Maybe they do, but you can't really tell, right? Well, we... we, we what uh, going back to the more of the storyline piece um we get we get the so he he's going through the procedure and then at a certain point he decides it, it, he appears to decide if i'm not mistaken he decides not to do it yeah right? he's really on the fence like i think at the first the first meeting with him awake was weird for him but i think what really i think what the first thing that really sent him over the edge was when he 
the first like call with Poppy is right. That's when he and like he's watching. He but said, his, "Fuck this." Yeah, Jack is like and he interacting, bolts. and they're like sharing memories, and he's like freaking out because it's like, it's like watching your wife like flirt with another dude or right. whatever. But it's you. Right. But, but it's you. She thinks yeah, it's like it's like what right. are, like he's just having she's, this moment. His wife is not doing she anything she, wrong. Yeah, she she thinks she's all. talking to her husband right. who's on a work like taking a break from work and like right. checking in. Right. And they have like this. It's, it's it would be weird watching your wife like. Talk to being you. intimate in an intimate conversation with somebody else, right? But, but that somebody not, else is you. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think if I'm not mistaken, I, maybe I'm forgetting the story, but that's when he kind of more or less decides not to do it, and then he goes home. Yeah, and has a and seizure. falls. Yeah, seizures yeah, he, on the front yard. Yeah, that's right. He's about to walk in. Yeah, and tell them and like, but he yeah, has the seizure. And so he almost dies. Yeah. They retrieve him before she sees it. Yeah. He goes back and then they make a decision to send the copy there. Again, yeah, I think he decides without. like, yeah, you're like, I guess uh, we'll do it. Like, cause remember he's sitting up on that bench and talking with Glenn Close and like he decides to go, no, go no, forward. No, 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 I thought he decides after the seizure, like, yeah, you know what? Like it is better there. That's to the, go forward that's with it. later. Oh, that's later. There, you don't remember. There's a scene where where he's in a coma, essentially. He's unconscious, yeah, yeah. and him and and Glenn Close and the other guy are debating, and she says we're sending him, and the guy's like, no. All right. And, and then like, she says, well, it'll be noted that yeah. you dis- you protested this, and then they send him. Right. <laughs> they send Jack. That's right. And he wakes up like, yeah, he wakes up and Jack's already inserted. Right. And then he that's when he breaks out or whatever. He sneaks out to go do something we don't know exactly what he was trying to do like he goes up he gets in the house like jack's in bed with the wife and the kids asleep and right. he's like breaking into his own house and but he goes to his like his studio his art room his, right. his office and like goes through like he's seeing like they're texting back and forth like he's seeing like kind of that it's working because right. what he had been watching before that point i think was he was watching the feed but like more and more jack was taking out the contacts and cutting the feed out and he was like getting a weird feeling about something was going wrong and then there right. was like some somewhat ominous like jack would just like stare at the mirror and like ominously like take out his contact and like for right. a second i thought they were gonna go like dark and sinister like right. oh he's gonna like malfunction or like go go haywire but it was just like his own like he was his own fears and anxiety right that was that was that yeah, was him like looking it. at looking in the mirror yeah at what that version of his, how that version of himself yeah. would deal with that and yeah. i thought that was brilliant because it made that copy a truly distinct human being who's just experiencing this from the other side. Mm -hmm. And he's like, right. So he's sitting there kind of going like, you're going to let me stay. Yeah. Cause if you don't, I'm dead. I'm going back to the factory. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're both facing their mortality in a way. Right. And And only one of them can live. It's it's intense (laughs) because it's like, yeah, the, 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 the ramifications for his decision now are not just for him and his wife, but for this for Jack. copy. And Jack's fate is not up to Jack. Right. It's a, it's all, Which is, again, everything's up to Cameron. super problematic ethics there. Like, yeah. like he has no, right? It's, it's, like, it's, actually you, kind it's of, like if you needed a liver. Kind of the any Audi thing. And it's you like, got <laughs> to, like, if you, like, got to pull a lever and select a random person who would be a match for you, and, like, they have to go die for you to get the liver like you, you know what you mean like you decide right. who dies so you get your liver right like that's not fair not not right? okay <laughs> not okay but that's coming probably with the rich people get to like 
oh, you won the lottery, and then like they swap you out with a clone and they steal your liver, right? They <laughs> already have the organ harvesting in, remember Squid Game, right? Is that whole idea? <laughs> y- yes, that is in Squid Game. <laughs> well, wait, so, so, then, so then in the story, he then... Um, he snuck out. He sneaks out to go back, mm-hmm. which I thought was... A, how did he get a little out? too easy. Yeah, too he easy. like snuck into their office and stole the keys to the boat. Yeah. I thought that was just a little too easy, but I'll forgive that right. because it led to the most powerful probably sequence in the movie, which is both of them in the house together. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was beautiful. The dog freaking out. The way <laughs> that, well, that was prior. That was when just well, the dog Jack was, yeah, was barking there. at Jack. But then when they're together, the dog's right. like looking at both the of them. The dog didn't like bark bolts. because yeah, he's like, like, well, one of these is the yeah, real guy. It's like, like, this is so weird. And he runs away. Yeah. But I think... I think the, the 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 relationship between Jack and Cameron mm-hmm. was very tense and antagonistic until that point. Yeah. And when he comes into the office and finds him there and he's like he you can see that Jack is acknowledging how hard this must be yeah. for him and he's like, "Hey man, go ahead and say your goodbyes." Yeah. That's what you need Until they to swap do. clothes. And yeah. Jack hides in the closet while Cam is in Jack's clothes and right. pulls his kid out and has like a moment with his kid and then has a talk with his wife who it's like a one sided conversation where he's basically saying goodbye to her or like I think he's talking about his emotions are around the baby and like a bad dream about whatever. But she's like she's tell us something's up with him, right? And he like kinda of puts on a front but like he's saying goodbye to her as Cameron. She doesn't know that's going on. Right. Well, it's, and I thought it was beautiful too that they 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 use that time to give him closure mm-hmm. on their relationship, yeah. like that she was fully recovered from right. losing her brother. Yeah. And that he had come to accept, even though she didn't know it, mm-hmm. his mortality, and that they have that last that where they connect, with one huge exception as their truest reconciled selves, yeah. even though he's at the same moment hiding this yeah. huge secret. Yeah. But, but there is that element of like, wow, like that, like, and he got that closure that like, they were good. Yeah, we're good. He needed to know that. We're on the way, yeah. healthy relationship, mm-hmm. ready to have this kid, ready to raise our son. And he's like, okay. And it lands different than like, I'm terminal. I'm going to die. I need to make sure that we're good before I die because it's final. Right. This is like actually hopeful because it's like there will actually be a way like this is the bottom of the trough and there's a way up because for her, for her, like he, like for him, yes, for him but not to know that she will, like he'll, she'll actually have, right. Cause like, like if you're like on the rocks and then you like get to say your goodbyes and make amends, but then you die. Like, then it's over. But it's, like, wouldn't it be better if you could, like, have an even better second half of life with, like, you know what I mean? Like, you could, wouldn't you rather, like, have all the moments back or more moments with anyone that you know that died before they should have? That's kind of, like, the, that's the ultimate value proposition of this technology. It's, like, we'll make it so your loved ones don't have to lose a minute with you in a way (laughs) because you won't die. Um. But but it only works <laughs> if they don't know. If they don't know. Because if they know, mm-hmm. then they could never accept right, the copy. That they would always be in the back of their head, mm-hmm. like, 
it's you. It's kind of like not cat, you. it's like a catfishing scenario, <laughs> <laughs> like a meta catfish. Like, you know, there was a swap at a point, and like somebody's account got swapped and hacked at a point, and but like, but not really because it's like it's like it's it would be like the catfisher like doesn't know that they're catfishing anymore. Like they're able to have the memory of catfishing wiped because Jack. Well, they become the Jack person that they're Cameron pretending and doesn't, to be. Jack never knows being Jack. And right. Never knows meeting Cameron. And never knows any of this experiment. They just, right? They just remember their memories. Right. They're they're a seamless. <laughs> Which are not theirs, but they don't know that. Like it's like literally like <laughs> a perfect, seamless. Yeah. Just pick up where and you I'm left sure, off. I'm sure like part of the process was, like that, uh, you know Jack or Cameron was, part of the plan is go back, say your goodbyes, um, or like you can go back for closure, but that's where he had a seizure and couldn't do that. So like. He broke out, but like he also was supposed to follow that step. Like what happened was supposed to happen. That's part of the plan. Is like you. I don't think you're supposed to like meet your clone and like swap out like that. No. But like he was supposed to be able to go back from the island to his family in real life before Jack gets inserted, but he missed right. out on that. So he got well. He, he got around it by doing this swap. This his sort of his own swap version, and it all ended up correct. <laughs> right. But he like broke the chain of custody or whatever you're supposed to do but that's because he got robbed of his chance to go back one right. more time well i thought i also appreciated the i i like the the other moment where you thought this was going sideways uh when they're at the dinner table yeah and he loses cool with his kid mm -hmm. which is totally out of character for him or at least appears to be out yeah. of character but it would be very consistent with jack when he's still jack mm -hmm. like that's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of tension that he's carrying around. Yeah. Because he still dream, knows. Right. That was a dream Cameron had ended up being, right? What do you mean? I thought all of that was Cameron's dream. Like him losing his cool with this kid was a dream Cameron had in the facility. Oh, I, I thought I was almost certain that that was actually happening with Jack. No, I think that was a dream of Cameron's fear of what was happening. Like, because he was having less information, he was filling in the gaps with his worst fears, uh, which is that... Oh, I didn't see that, that at Jack all. Jack is a different personality and temperament than Cameron is. And he was like, his worst fears are that Cameron is, like, is devolving in the relationship and, like, things uh -huh. aren't going to be okay. And he woke up, like, in a cold sweat, and that's when he confronted, like, going close, and she's like, everything you're feeling is normal, this and that. I think it was from all that. And I think it was a dream he had that Cameron was having as a fear of what was happening over there. I'd have to go back and rewatch that because I was, was completely under the impression sweat, both times that it was... You thought that was happening? ...happening in real time, which, which makes sense. It would make sense for that to happen when Jack is there with right. the Jack part of himself who's sitting there thinking, yeah. well, I'm really attached to my family, mm -hmm. but I could be pulled out of this at any time. Right. And... That would wear you thin. Yeah. And you might yeah. lose your temper with your child. Yeah. If, if that was going on in your I head. thought it was a dream, like of Cameron's anxiety about, because he didn't have, have any, to go back. He I mean, didn't it, have his feet anymore. I think it works either way. Because, like, Jack went radio silent for a while, and then Cameron's filling in the gaps of what he doesn't know with the, like, his dreams are like. His anxieties. His anxieties are coming out in his dreams, and he's, like, worried about what's going on in the, in the outside. But. Yeah, then Glenn Close was like, he doesn't need to have it on all the time. He doesn't need to have the feet on. Like, he's trying to, like, establish his own independence with 
you know, like his own privacy. <laughs> it's like privacy, like which is which is incredible, <laughs> like is incredibly right, like super sketchy that you would send Jack in, yeah, as Cameron, knowing that he's Jack, and knowing that he's Jack, yeah, hoping or I guess somehow there's a sure there's some assurance that he's not going to be like. No, I'm Jack. You know, like he, yeah. that he flipped, that he doesn't stick to the, yeah. the role. I was surprised that they didn't. And then they would think, well, this is clearly Cameron. He's insane now. I, did th- I thought <laughs> I was surprised. I thought that they would. I mean, for dramatic purposes, they have to have the still have the overlap where Jack and Cameron are coexisting on a timeline together. Right. I thought that like, inserting Jack means like do the wipe thing, even if it's I don't know if it's remote or whatever. Um, but like do the thing where like when Jack is inserted, he doesn't know he's Jack anymore. He only knows himself as Cameron with right. Cameron's memories. And then the present picks up. From but when he's inserted, when he knows that he's Jack, yeah. that's when there's like, nothing he can but. still be terminated. Cause Cameron can still call it off. Right. At but they that need point. to like physically get him somehow. Right. But I guess be, that's the anxiety is like, Jack would be like, man, they're like, they're going to come get me. <laughs> right. Like what is he supposed At any to moment, just like the goons will come in and, put me back in the factory right yeah yeah like he's all, got all existential that, dread that stuff is all very the, very the, problematic the uh right? the executioner's axe is ready to fall in any minute and it's like his fate is out of he's like and he's he's bonding with these people who he has all these memories of he has all the memories of them being right bored. it's him it's yeah he's got it all it's, and it it's could the be other cameron facing his yeah, mortality for a different reason yeah. that's and why yeah it's really smart i i also really <laughs> enjoyed as a side note um and I thought it was really well done was his relationship mm-hmm. with Aquafina's character who yeah. had already made the decision. Right. So she's farther along in her. Well, she's death. been replaced already. Yeah. But she's like farther she's along closer dying. to dying. Yeah. But she does die. Well, Cameron's there, but yeah, like he early on, he like goes and meets her, right. Her replacement who doesn't know, right. She's like, the whole process is done. She doesn't know right. that she's a replacement. Which is another super, sketchy yeah like just go meet this person don't you, tell her right right like how, you, well he could have gone in there and doesn't. gone don't you realize you're a copy right. what are you, you know? <laughs> like but they but it yeah. works like it it because it reassured him right yeah. like he saw this person the kids the, the guy the lady's completely normal seem to know any different yeah right it's it worked and then <laughs> he meets the person that is yeah is um, actually dying and sees that she's okay. Like, I mean, in the sense that she's accepted. Yeah. Even though she is still, like, there's still an element of, like, I don't know if there's... And there's no reg- connection. There's no re- I don't know if there's regret, but there's definitely, like... like she kind of put it out of her sad. mind. sad. Yeah, she's, like, giving it away. Like, she almost... <laughs> Yeah, like, it's like everyone's dead to her in a way. Like, it's right. a really weird existence. Like, for her to be like, I'm literally dying alone. No one else knows it. And I can't tell anyone. And, like, but they're all, like, right. if you're dying while your family's happy with you, like, then that makes that it easier you? Yeah, in some ways. Them. But, like, but then she's also clearly suffering. Yeah. And not just physically. Right. There is a mental anguish there. Yeah. Knowing that she can no longer go back mm-hmm. to her Because, like, at that point, like, there's no feed and there's no. Yeah, you know, like it's a clean cut, and she is like tracking the minutes, right? It's six, forty-two days and six hours. Like she knows exactly how long it's been, right? Because 
at that clean break point, then she has nothing left to do but die. Right. <laughs> and she doesn't know how it's going. Which, which, which there's a whole other question of like, if it was so easy for him to escape that one time, yeah. like how the hell do they make sure that one of those two people doesn't change their mind when yeah. it's all done? Uh-huh. Or just <laughs> sneaks like, back out in there. They would just like euthanize them. Like <laughs> they would be like, do you want to go in the euthanasia pod? And you push the button, but like we will help easier transition to death <laughs> like we have the tech for that like you'll just fall asleep or do you want to like die you would have to like, you'd have to rely on them causes of <laughs> being agreeing to not try to go back or make it impossible like physically i mean he's but but my point is that, that they, clearly <laughs> they couldn't make it impossible because his normal self did get out yeah like, like have better snuck security, out like, right? don't have locked have locked doors don't like let just a watch turn on the boat Right. right and like know when the boat is being used like because it's all these like automated they have automated cars basically and then this like electric boat and you think it'd be like oh someone turned on the boat like i got my smart ding for it, that. there's you absolutely <laughs> that that that's like the biggest plot like that's a thin plot point of yeah. like man how did he get out but whatever. right like all that yeah. stuff you'd think that like the gate be. that they have to go out like open for the car like how did he hail a car right like right. all of this stuff would have been like supervised and like alerted to the system like this is someone would like oh, yeah and he, i mean in theory like he would the you boss would think he would never be able to get I'm out of the bed building. like you know like i didn't hail a cab but my the system says i hailed a cab like someone hacked right. my account like where's cameron oh he's not here like <laughs> because for the whole the whole for the whole thing to work you really it needs to be secure yeah like there sh- there can't be a way for yep either version of him Complete to just air gap <laughs> take off on the boat and go back into the world. Well, like, yeah, the biggest risk point is when both people know what's up at the same time. So the right. cleanest way to do it all is just have like sequential consciousness but not have parallel consciousness. That's where the tension comes. But I feel like they, they somehow needed to have the parallel like, the level setting going on where like they can right. bug well, they have bug. They have to, right. And like, I guess they let him decide because like, like, remember, was, like that's part of the contract. Like he he gets to decide as part of the contract because when they had like the flare up, then like Jack was talking with Glenn Close about, you know, what is Cameron going to decide? And she was basically like, it's in the contract. Like he, he gets to decide the next step or whatever. Like it's all spelled out. So they have like this, yeah, this process, but it involves like a parallel track, which maybe you would revisit like as a company policy. Like maybe we don't, maybe we just, line it up it's, it's probably more ethical all around where it's like if you decide to do this then we're gonna put you to sleep we're gonna pull your memories into this other thing and turn him on and let him go like we're gonna put him physically where we need him to wake up wake him up and then he doesn't know anything except like what he knows is that he went to sleep in bed and he wakes up in bed right and that's all he's gonna know right and when you say we're, you're ready to go, you'll wake up. We'll tell you that it was good. It's a go. And you'll never see it. It's like, done. You'll just know. But you always wonder, like, did, like, are they just bamboozling me? Like, was right. this legit or not? <laughs> well, and I think that <laughs> was know? that was what was so it's like a con. Again, like I thought it was beautiful the way that they they were so compassionate in the sense that they let him see the message. But yeah, that, so like at the very end, yeah, like him he, from his wife, yeah, he let he basically let him Jack see that has Poppy tell her, tell him, tell me you love me and always will, right? And he knows he has the context in, and he knows right. like he's transmitting it, and it's a message for Cam, right? 
but Poppy doesn't know that. Right. But like that's like Jack's final send off. Right. And I believe that's how the movie ends. Pretty sure. Is yeah. that scene? Yeah. Like we, yeah. We, we end knowing, like everything's gonna be okay. Like it, right. it's a happy ending. Right. All else, all being because he's dead. Like he's he's going to die. Yeah. That's that's cooked into this. It's like if he's going to die, this is the best way everything can turn out. If you compare it to compared to any alternatives, right? Which Ass- is him dying, assuming that, w- yeah, the traditional way of they know he's dying, they lose him, and he's gone, right? And all they have is the memories. That's option. That's so, the default option. So let's let's know? let's <laughs> dive into the like, th- even though we've kind of gone back and forth, th- there's there's so many ethical things, yeah. right? And I think I, w- I was talking with um, with. Uh, people in my family after watching the movie and we were talking about how, wow, like how did this not get nominated for anything? It's just, it flew completely under the radar. Yeah. Was it, it like too late for like all that stuff? No, like, did no. it come out too late in the year or something? No, no. How? It, it just, it got nothing. I not mean, it got like some of the, I saw like Herschel Ali got like, like an NAACP image award and got some like a minor, like minor accolades, but nothing like no Golden Globes, no, you know, None Oscars, of the major awards. Which, I don't know, like, well, I think I think that I think that there's a I think it could be that that might be part of why, which is that nobody wanted to like for that movie to be nominated for best picture is somewhat of a stamp of approval on the portrayal <laughs> of some crazy i don't know that's well the thing i could think like this could be like you could say like in a meta universe like this is a propaganda film for the technology of like see isn't this great stuff and you're all like oh what a heartfelt like oh yeah this is so good this technology is so great right because look at this beautiful story right and and but that, the dark side of it is and like that black mirror right is where <laughs> i think if you stop to think about it yeah there's a whole nother side yeah, to wrong this, hands or which is down the line. I mean, yeah. you can go all the way back to just the, like one of the things that hugely problematic that the movie just completely ignores is like, what was R and D like? <laughs> how, did they, how, how did they figure out how to <laughs> how digitize how, your memory? How did they figure out, how did they figure out to how, to, how to make a, a biological copy of a, yeah. without yeah, some boxed. bad, yeah, bad batches. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. like who do they use? Like homeless people or like like convicts? Like how do they figure this out? Right. right. So like and like yeah. and like it's never really clear in the movie. Like mm-hmm. she says, she says to this him at one common. point, "This will be as common as a heart transplant yeah, in a few years." But at no point in the movie is it clear that this procedure is right known to the public or Sanctioned. FDA approved or yeah. whatever. Like, are these people? operating outside the right. auspices of any ethics right which mm-hmm. by any standard yeah that would never exist and like in the big data question like what's bigger than your own memories like they have your memories on a hard drive right because like they needed to digitize it to use well, it I, in I don't processes. know is it do they once they put his well, like memories how, like, in yeah, jack how do they do that is that then like, well, how the, the only place they, they exist because like they have these little things on their temples right and there's well, I mean like, I think I think that's I mean that they don't it's not like that's not the point but it's also like at the same time i'm thinking i'm like man you know what like because like the medical like neuroscience they are like a they don't they wouldn't they don't agree they don't believe that there's like a soul which is like a you that's not physical (laughs) right Right. they are only like we are nothing more than our matter 
and are the electrical impulses and the chemical reactions in your brain synapses and the electrical signals between synapses in your brain that is all that that like everything we experience is just that so like dreams are just your fluid washing through your it's brain chemistry and, causing, and biology like, crazy things to go off and that right. causes crazy images and things to happen in your brain and that but like memory like how is it that we can just like recall something from a childhood or you smell something that like brings back a memory like where does that where does it live like we can understand like a hard drive like a physical like does it work the same way like but it's crazy that like just chemicals and electricity can sum up the human like experience like so that's where like there's got to be more to it that there's got to be like this that soul like this this thing that's not physical but it's still you right that is lost like when the physical body dies like that's the idea like that that person like lives on beyond that right don't they but like, then the question the, is what but the question but what is what that? is what is that soul if it's separate from your memories because i mean then what is it just like right. energy like are your memories or? in your body uh or are they like you know what I mean? Like, right. like, is it in the cloud, quote unquote? Right? Like, like, what's well, the I think, cloud? <laughs> I think that I think that there are, there's a, a lot of things you just have to accept at face value. When the movie start, right? The movie yeah. purposely just doesn't even go no. there. It's just like this all exists already. But yeah, my and here's dark the mind scenario is going that like, you're man, in, right? Man, like, where they get the cloning? What else could they do with the cloning? But like, if they're able to like remotely control like switching consciousness in and out swapping consciousness like ethically that's like oh we're gonna put cam's self in jack who's a copy could you put somebody else's camera consciousness in, in some other Joni? flesh bag that's <laughs> right. th that's somebody different right. like or you know what i mean or like hey let's erase your memories and put someone else's memories in your thing and then, so that so the ethical I mean? question there is regardless of whether it's a copy of you or not yeah do we ever want to have the ability <laughs> to do that yeah even if it's just to take your memories and put it on a hard drive yeah and have it exist in another physical location then, yeah. much less in a human another human being but could only a human brain like access it right like you couldn't like put it on a dvd player that you could like run back and forth or like search like how would you index that and like or can only the human mind and only your human mind, right? Can only your human mind deal with your memories or clone of your mind? Or can you, you know, like, is it the physicality of our brains and like the wiring of all? It only works brain to brain to brain. Or like, is right. it like can you just transfer I mean, anyone's? It is essentially, you know I mean? essentially, <laughs> right? Because you can transfer data from one hard drive to another. I guess that's what communication is, right? So that's like, I'm taking what's in my brain and giving it to you through words and non nonverbals. Well, and I mean, like, it's, and it's, a, it's, a, it's a direct, <laughs> it's a direct <laughs> download yeah. of information from one brain to another, not with any other intermediary technology other than whatever the, the little things on their head. Right. But it's not, it's not like they take his stuff, put it on a computer and then put it know, yeah. and it just goes right through. But, um, I mean, there's so there's so many. That's one ethical thing. That well, so it reminded me a lot of that one Black Mirror episode, right? Where like she, she loses boyfriend the, dies. Yeah, like in the car suddenly crash. in the car accident, like he's just there and gone one day. Yeah, and then she like is able to like order this like body bag that comes. Right. And then like it wakes up or whatever. Right. And it's like him, but she's like kind of testing it and like I don't I forget how it ends or like what she decides. Yeah, she like, she ends up going insane. Yeah. Like not happy it's like, it's with not it. Not him. Right. But it, everything is screaming that it is. Right. 
and and the, and the moral of, the, of that it's like that episode is ba would basically be yeah. the analog to this one, which yeah. is not. But a, that's it's because not she a good knows idea. it's fake, right? If she didn't know, right? right. If the, if the episode was just uh, you know somebody's out there, sending General in Hux goes robot. off and comes right. back, right? But we find out like. Yeah, that he had been swapped and she never knew any better. Same ethical this, debate, this, though. The, like, whoever decided point. to do that yeah. without telling her was going to happen. But they would say, well, look, like, the dark path is she knows what's up and she goes insane. Do you really want that? <laughs> or so, do you want him to be just so dead, here's, right? Here's Maybe a, here's just a, dead is better. <laughs> I don't here's know. Here's two, two ethical <laughs> things that I think really, th that it's impossible. We could probably do <laughs> ten podcasts on these ethical questions. Yeah. Number one, biggest biggest, at the crux of the entire story is dishonesty about what's going on right right we're and so the only reason that we're sympathetic to cameron and his choices is that at no point in the story does it fail yeah. and she finds out or yes. like right like you could like he was risking if if she that. were to have woken up mm -hmm. and saw both of them and saw both of them yeah that would be some fucked up shit because <laughs> like, then she would that's bad because she would lose Cameron, she she, she would, would think differently of him, and she would lose the clone because they wouldn't keep. They well, wouldn't then keep she would up, never know. If let's like what, let, let's just play that scenario yeah. out. That happens. They're both standing there. It's almost comical, like right. Yeah. That dialogue would be like, "No, you don't understand." Yeah, and, and then oh, yeah. she would never know. Well, how do I know which one is? Yeah, Cameron one point well, and Cameron two point oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, would she accept the replacement if she knows like the story? Probably not. No. I don't know. Like, but I don't know. Would she? Like, maybe she'd be like, you know what? It's better than nothing. It's better I mean, than the, the alternative, the which is the not more primary question is, would she? Is that <laughs> that is a breach of trust? Right. That I don't think anybody could get over. It's like yeah. It's like. Wait, oh, you mean to tell me you bury your you loved one? You didn't tell me yeah. that you were about to replace yourself with a copy right. of you. Like it's like you bury yeah you like you bury your loved one and then you like find their stash she, of whatever. There, there's no there's <laughs> like, no hey. scenario yeah. there's no scenario where that goes well for her. No, so he had to have. <laughs> she that. is screwed. He like had to weigh no that and be what. like, I have to weigh the risk of like that happening, and play the odds or trust these people that they know what they're doing or yeah like. At that point, that's where I'm if like, that happens, when I make decisions, she I'm like, can't win. Yeah, she either. Can you imagine? So let's say yeah. the scenario that plays out is she finds out, she discovers them. And so what happens? So then I would assume that then the, the scientists would be like, okay, well, yeah, no go. We're killing Jack. We take Jack back and put him in and cold storage. And Cameron has to die. And, and Cameron dies this. estranged from his wife yeah. who can't accept that he... I can't believe he just did this. And then she, and that's her yeah. History, yeah, that's right. Like she has to live with him dying, yeah. knowing that she has the compounded negative, and you've lost this other life of Jack, right? Like in the universe, like there's one less life now out there who was created and then destroyed. I, I think that alone should make like this something that could, like, should never. He should have gone there, exist. and then he should be like, if I because I cannot accept that outcome, I can't even contemplate. Like if there's any chance that that would happen, I can't take that chance. Right. That's how I would think of it. Well, I mean, I think, I think I about think all the very all the ways this could turn out. And if I can't live with any of those ways, I can't make the call one way. Or the other. I can't play the odds. I can't be like, well, there's only a one percent chance of this absolutely catastrophic thing happening. That's worth it for me to roll the dice. Like, I'm not going to play Russian roulette with that. You no, know I mean? I'm going to be like, that's a known 
I don't care how many pieces of poop are in the ice cream, I'm not taking a lick of the ice cream. Right. right. Like even if there's one speck of poop in the ice cream, that's not enough. <laughs> right? Or like one there's one marble in the jar out of a thousand, right? That will kill me. I'm not gonna right. put my hand and grab it a marble. I'm not gonna play the game, right? Well like, I think I think that I think that I don't know that there's I mean from an ethical standpoint I would say that that because of that being a possibility that this could never be something that would be sanctioned no no as, and 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 also part of the, the the story hinges on the idea that she, like cuz like it's not it's not clear to me at least it appears to me from watching the movie that this is not something that's known cuz let's, let's say let's say that it was a known I thought it kind of was thing. when they were talking about the mom like when her and her brother and, and him were talking I feel like that was somewhat of a known like possibility like let's oh, say let's like say it, it was a splash in the news it was like oh scientists think like when they were like cloning the sheep it was like oh like we think we can clone a sheep and we might have done it you know i think i feel like it's like that where it's like this theoretical breakthrough but maybe nobody knows how far they've gone down the path of like making it feasible either right? way yeah tr- imagine living in a world <laughs> Where you, you can never, never know, know yeah, that's if Blade I'm Runner. talking to you, that's Blade Runner or 2.0. <laughs> yeah, like it was a replicant. Yeah, like, like <laughs> well, and I guess I guess you could say, well, then then it wouldn't matter because you would just have to accept that at any given if you moment, can't tell the difference you could be, really matter, <laughs> right? <laughs> like Westworld, <laughs> but but that's super problematic. Like, yeah, not to mention the fact that you could have all these discarded, aborted, yeah, clones that. <laughs> but then again, like, yeah, is a clone a different category? They said, I think they said that he would, if if he decided like not he to would, go through with it, he would just live there, never know, never know that it happened. He would just think that he was like a person who lives, on a, like all he would know is like I. Which all just I know is this makes island. no sense at all. Like, but like, like <laughs> I don't know. Like, is a clone, is a, is a clone a different category of being ethically or morally than a natural born person? Right, like. You know, you, you Star Wars too, right? Like the clone army, right? They like, do you have different ethics with a replication of a, a copy of an original? You have, you know, like so, like if you have the original Mona Lisa, I, I would, I would you have a different standard of care than if you have a bunch. Like if you photocopied the Mona Lisa, you could, you wouldn't have the same qualms about like using it as toilet paper as you would the original Mona Lisa, right? So like, is there a different standard when it's just the copy it looks like it's uncanny to us well the, but dip, it's like, the big difference it's, there it comes obviously on, it's is like soulhood is like are they the, their own kind of person before god right or not um or well, like just a bag of meat right? if if we play god then and make clones of people mm-hmm. then we are obligated in the same way that god would be like like I mean, but then why does he let people get sick and die, or why does he have people right? Like, but he doesn't. But he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't do it to them. Like, like he doesn't stop it from happening, right? It's <laughs> that whole age-old debate, right? <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, like, what it would come down to. I mean, like, if you look at Clone Wars or whatever. Like, I mean, clearly, by any standard, those are human beings who have memories and emotions and feelings and don't want to die. Yeah. So. At that point, it's it really but if irrelevant. If there's a patent like, on them, then it's that, up to them. <laughs> that, that that is, and I think I think that that is, again, I think that's where again, yeah. like from an ethical standpoint, it completely falls apart. Like, for for for, for yeah. all of that to exist, for you to get to the point where you're using technology to create a human being. Yeah. 
the well, ethics, that, that, that the ethical implications are, are is, too profound. Is a, is a photocopy of the Mona Lisa the same thing as the Mona Lisa, right? Or not? It is. It is if if it's got a heartbeat and a. If it thinks it's the Mona Lisa, <laughs> if it, I'm just I, as, I'm just as valuable as the Mona Lisa. I think I think right? the other the other even bigger picture scenario, right, is like the whole like. Because this is this is technology that deals with the the what the absolute fundamentals of human existence are, right? Yeah. Which is life, death, and mortality, and yeah. and and is there any scenario where where it's ethical to do something like this in the name of I don't know, yeah. in this case, making yeah. life better? Yeah, like yeah. Making, which making the world a better place? Like, which in the movie it does, but right. in real life, there's so many complications <laughs> to, to all of this ever getting to the point where it even exists. Yeah, right. And there was a but very I do worry, like with like Elon Musk and others. Like at some point, it's like if you are rich enough to have your own island and your own, like you could develop this stuff completely in the dark, and like unleash it on the world without yeah. any oversight. Like the government would be hitting catch up. Did like, you see, you know what I mean, ex machina. Yeah, that's what I'm getting, right. like, strong vibes of that. Like, the, even right. though, like, the place where they are is right. very ex machina vibes. Right. And it's like, yeah, like, it's just a recluse billionaire, like, tinkering around in his garage, as right. it were. But, like, if you create this technology that you can't put back in the box at some point, right? Like, if you can't put, like, who, who can even stop? Like, if Elon Musk really wanted to go to Mars all by himself, he probably could figure it out. And, like, he wouldn't be unstoppable, and you couldn't stop him going to Mars and starting a colony there, right? I and, suppose. You know, like, what are they going to do? <laughs> He'd probably have to have some collaboration uh, with the like, government at down. some point. I don't know, he can make his own, like, missile that goes up and, like, launches from wherever. And, like, I don't know, like, he doesn't need NASA, right? So it's like... It, we're kind of at that point where it's like you could have people that just are doing their own thing rogue and like they are complete rogue, rogue actors outside of well, I think, the reach I of think government. Well, I think if you listen to the debate, <laughs> I was listening to a podcast with Sam Harris and they were talking about artificial intelligence and what they call artificial general intelligence. Yeah. And that's not dealing with biology, but it is dealing with the ethical question around what the line between uh, yeah. artificial intelligence and then artificial intelligence with that can yeah that can form intent yeah like it can you decide have, like, if you have a how it wants like to use something itself. that is self-aware of itself as a, as like i exist i think therefore i am but they are disembodied like isn't that a person in a way like is that a being that then has ethical both well the question the question is restraints requirements the, and the line is <laughs> when that can you pull a plug on that? When thing, that right? thing can decide <laughs> how it wants to use its power, right? That too, like it has it has agency just as much as like who who well we, if if it did like there's yeah. artificial intelligence that yeah has a, the agency is still very much controlled by For now. the programmers <laughs> and the writers of it. But if you got to the point where yeah that it's writing its own code it faster be, than it you can be, edit it. developed a life of its own yeah yeah then. That'd be hugely problematic. And it decides, like, I've ran all the scenarios, and the best exi- the best scenario is, like, death to all humans. <laughs> right. And I have the ability it's, to do it's, that. Uh, it's, um, it push the button. What's his name the in, the, the, <laughs> in uh, the Avengers movie? Yeah, Ultron. Right. Yeah, he goes that's full basically, Ultron. That's like, basically like, it. I read five minutes of 8chan, and I decided you all don't, ex- <laughs> you don't deserve to exist. <laughs> but I think, I, think that, I think that at the end of the day, that's what makes the movie so captivating, is that, 
completely worked for me mm -hmm. as a story. Yeah. But it absolutely falls apart in reality. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. just, there's so many, like, it is true. Like, like <laughs> there is an element of that that is, like, straight out of, like, was it whatever it's called yeah, black mirror like, or anything or, or or even like like all the experiments that the nazis were yeah, doing yeah. with people like it's very dark yeah like there's a the, the factory floor of this or down the dark side to this is like, like got to be a like a butcher's meat you know or like the basement in, West in westworld right, right? Yeah, <laughs> the like cold like, locker or yeah. like when 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 Maeve wakes up and sees all the yeah. people getting the body, cleaned up yeah, right like, like the slaughterhouse and yeah. she's conscious of it right and like yeah, and yeah. The, and it makes and this is even more problematic because there's no question of consciousness like mm -hmm. this is a human being it's not mm -hmm. a robot yeah yeah that's different it's not hardware that's like a different kind of being and this is like literally a human being right. clone like molecule to molecule <laughs> so so i guess on the one hand i would say it was a beautiful story and i thought it, it was such a powerful story of grief loss like and mm -hmm. and really it was a story of him dying well yeah, I mean, you always have to be compared to what. So right. compared to what is a traditional death where you leave behind your loved ones. But but I think at the end of yeah. the day, the the big question is like, should we even be <laughs> trying to right. thwart, do something thwart like the that. natural order? Which naturally, right. I mean, like because we're talking about basically, yeah. like, not permanently, but temporarily. Yeah. Permanently from her, like if she dies before him, then it is permanent, right? Like, but like, let, but how many times know. can you replace Cameron? I Indefinitely? Guess yeah, that would be the next step. <laughs> is like, you, basically, you could live forever then, because you could, as long as you had a, a 3D printer or whatever. <laughs> but do you make a rule like, hey, you get one replacement? <laughs> yeah. Well, who's to say? Like, right. the rich get as many. That's as they another want, scenario. Right? The poor like, don't get any. <laughs> like, so then, it, 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 because if you can. Cameron is going to age. Yeah. Cameron 2.0 would still age. Yep. But in theory, right? Like as long as you catch his sicknesses on time or he doesn't get hit by a truck. Right. You, you could like you could replace go in, him. Go in for samples every year, like do a cloud backup every year. And it's like, oh, if this one gets canceled, we go back to your last clean backup. And uh, you could conceivably be replaced numerous times. Yeah. Like however often you refresh, you're never more than like a year off your kind of chronological age. And which which would which would, <laughs> and then you'd be like an elf where you just live for three thousand years and never. I, I don't think I'd want to <laughs> live in that world. Well, you want to live forever, <laughs> but you don't live forever. Just yeah, you another you don't know version of you. No, lives you forever. don't. That's the point. Like because they do the wipe and everything. Like you would just experience you and everyone else would experience three thousand, four thousand years of uninterrupted time and memories and like. Just perpetually live right. and be like forty. But that, then we're then we're talking about like that. Then we're talking about truly, for lack of a better expression, like a form of playing. <laughs> we're playing God. Yeah, we've, like you've we've, created your own utopia. We've we've created you, or your own like a human version of yeah immortality. Yeah, which is technological immortality. Right. Well, like biological. Yeah, well, because that's part you, of technology. You, like you've manipulated no. biology <laughs> and you've, you've so controlled it and so harnessed it that you right. have complete control over the biology. Which is which is really a whole different way of human <laughs> existence. It's it yeah. would it would be paradigm shifting to right. say the least. We're used to an eighty year lifespan or whatever, and that's it. And like right. you're supposed to bury your parents. You're supposed to you know right. like your grandparents are supposed to die. Like this is how this goes. Like and we're ready for grief. We have and and in it. any other in any <laughs> other um, media, this scenario always ends with. No, he he dies. 
Like mm -hmm. it's tradition. Like like yeah. th this is this is, and I think that's part of what was problematic about the movie is it it des it decides for us that this was a good idea. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> is it though? Yeah. Like, mm, like th there's a lot of things you have to right. right? And, and like a cost, thinking, right? or like, a thinking yeah. person is gonna go there. <laughs> yeah. But I guess it's I, all the bodies stacked on top of that pile. Of like, <laughs> you put the little cherry on top of the turd pile, right? It's like, well. <laughs> I think there could be a you know? there could be a there could be a sequel where like they <laughs> where like they show all the, the ten years the later yeah. all the guys who got guys or girls who who their original versions of themselves decided, decided not to do it. And, then they and like, they're all living on this fancy island. And revolt, like, like, man, fuck <laughs> Never got to, like, or, or like, hey, do you ever wonder why we're here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They probably just send those guys to Mars or something. Start a new colony of humans. We're way over an hour, right? Okay. Okay. All right. Well, thanks. So I'll we'll catch you all next time for some other movie or show. Take care.